Welcome to KTP Broadcast today. Our message is going to be called Press On Today. We need to press on into things of the Lord. We need to press into the truth of God's Word and be all we can be for Jesus. And we can't do that without being empowered by the Holy Spirit and reading God's Word. So I'd like to go ahead and start out with our text for today, which is out of Philippians 3, verses 12. And it says this, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. If we look at the writing of Paul here, we can see that Paul's whole goal and objective is to know more about Christ, to be more like Christ, and to be all that Christ has for him to be. Now, i got a question for you. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of the Olympics, and it makes me think of this verse very, very clearly when I'm watching some of the things that I see on the, the TV and the, the hard training that folks have been doing. And it reminded me of our training and our lives as Christians. You know, we give our life to the Lord, and uh, we, we receive the forgiveness through the Christ, uh, through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now we have to walk this out. But aren't you glad that God doesn't just leave us? He gives us the whole Holy Spirit to guide us. And just like I see with the Olympic training, there's so much time and so much focus. And it's very much like our Christian walk is as we grow in Christ, we want to stay close to Christ, read his word and let God be God in our life. So one of the things we want to talk about today is taking a little a snapshot. I had a little film that I rolled earlier, and I want to share a little bit about that. And, and sometimes things don't always go just like we want. Is that true? Absolutely. And sometimes we are faced with failures. I believe all of us have missed the mark sometimes. The Bible says all, this, all have fallen short of the glory of God. But, you know, let's take a look at this. You know, uh, there's a particular... Um, young fellow that, that made it to the Olympics. And I, and I rolled a clip about that earlier today, and we talked a little bit about that. And this young man, no doubt, spent years and years and years and accomplished many great things. But on this particular dive that he was doing, he just lost focus. And what happens is he just comes out and just, it just has a terrible time with his dive. As a matter of fact, they score him all zeros. And I know that's heartbreaking, but I thought, you know, so many times in our life, there's things that we missed the mark. Maybe we spin out of control, but aren't you glad that it doesn't stop there? So today I want to share a little bit from God's word about how do we respond to failure? We look over and over and we see that God never gives up on us. And I want to tell you today that all of us missed the mark, but through Christ Jesus, we can be set back on the path and right standing with the Lord. Amen? So, if you got your sheets with you today, the first thing we're going to talk about is failure. How do we deal with failure? Like I said earlier, all of us have failed at something somewhere, but we need to stay focused on what God has done, not on the failure. So the first thing I want to point out is that is, is that if you stay focused on your failure, it begins to define you. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever met somebody like that that just continues to just stay right there when they missed a mark or when they've, they've made a bad decision and rather than asking for forgiveness or, or trying to take a new way and, and, and get in line with God, we continue to go, man, we just beat ourselves down. But we can't do that because what happens, whether it's in sports, work, or relationship, man, we have to receive the grace of God so that we can move forward. We can't let it hold us hostage. So many times we want to drag that baggage around. But you know what the Lord says in Matthew 11.30? He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We need to give it to God and start fresh. I don't know about you, but every day is a new day. And I thank God for his freshness and his mercy so that I can move on and move into the things that God has for me. 
There's another thing I want to point out as we go through a few of these points on the slide. And it says um, that the Lord gave me here, don't relive the loss. Focus on the future. You know, over and over we run into this. We see friends and, and maybe even sometimes ourselves. We continue to rehearse the hurt. But when we start giving voice to failure, it keeps it alive. It sets the course for more to follow. It seems to breed more disaster. So we need to be saying what God says about the situation. We need to access it and look at it and evaluate it through God's eyes. Amen? Which leads me to this. Don't play the blame game. So many times we want to point the finger and sometimes we even point it at ourselves, and that's not healthy. So many times we're either feeling guilty about something or we're trying to take all that energy and make somebody else feel guilty. Either way, it continues to drag us down, spiral us down, and it keeps us from healing in that situation. And it also gives the enemy ground in our life. If you want to shut things down on the enemy, bring in forgiveness. Receive the forgiveness of God and focus on what God says. Amen? So the thing we need to do is evaluate and calibrate. we got to make the adjustments to move forward. Don't get stuck in reverse. We need to get the proper perspective. And if we're going to get the proper perspective, we need to go to God. Amen? You say, well, what's that proper perspective? It's getting God's viewpoint. It's saying what God says about it and moving on in those situations so that we can be more, over, more than overcomers, right? Ask God what he's teaching us here. You know, many times when I look back in my life, instead of saying why, I should have been saying what. What are you teaching me, God? Use those times in our life so that we can have God work in our lives and bring forth teachable moments so that we can move forward. I want to encourage you to live for today. I wrote in my notes, it says, the windshield is bigger than a rearview mirror for a reason. You know, that windshield is pretty big, so we can see where we're going. But oftentimes in life, we continue to look in the rearview mirror. And if we do that with our lives, guess what? It's just like if you did it in your car and you're trying to move forward, guess what? You're going to wound somebody, you're going to be all over the road, and there's going to be problems. But the thing is, we need to focus on the big picture. And I know that many people just get stuck in reverse. So today, I pray through the Word of God and the encouragement that you'll get here today that you'll put your head and your eyes focused on Christ and receive His mercy and forgiveness. It's more important to know about where you're going than where you've been. God gives fresh starts. God gives that relationship life. And we need to call on the name of the Lord each and every day. But this is what I don't understand. And, I, and I've talked to a lot of people. And many people that I've talked to never consider or never even think about where they will spend eternity. Now, we talked a little bit about where we're going and where we've been. But you know what? They never thought about, wow, one day me breathing just may stop. And you know what? We're going to have to stand and give account of our life. But I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ died for my, my sin and your sin. But we need to make that personal. And that's what I tell folks all the time. Have you asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? The Bible says in John 14, 6, there's only one way to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the truth, the way to life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So take time as you're listening to this message, maybe share it with a friend, to make sure that you know, that you know that you know, that Jesus is in your heart and in your life. And it's by confessing our sins to the Lord and asking Him to cleanse us and putting our full trust in the finished work of the cross. Amen?
Now, some of the other things that we see about the perspective and proper perspective that we want to get is we have to get back in the game. When we've missed the mark, we've got to get back in the game. If we don't keep our eye on the prize, we will drift. We will be off course. We need to live for Christ, and we need to live with gusto. So many times, we just don't seem to have the excitement. So many times, we seem to be just shoveled up. But I'm going to tell you what, when we start recounting the blessings of Christ, it's like lifting bricks off your back. That's what I tell folks when we're in here praising the Lord. You know, think about that. Give voice to what God has done in your life, because He's a good God, and He's given you great things, and yet there's still more to come. Amen? I share this with my friends this morning. Look at what can be instead of what could have been. So many times we want to plow backwards. We need to press on and press in. Don't settle for what the world has. Lean into what God has. Remember, even though this part of the race is behind you, there's so much more. There's so much more that God's got for us. So we need to take charge, right? We need to remember what God has brought us through and lean on the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we do these things, let us rejoice in the midst of whatever's going on. You say, buddy, how in the world can I re rejoice when this is going on and I can't pay my bills or when, when this is coming on and I have problems with this relationship? Go back to the basics. Go back to what God has done for you and start there and allow the Holy Spirit to refresh you and bring these things to your remembrance. The number one key and your life with God and walking things out in your Christian life, a great tool God has given us is prayer. So I want to talk about prayer as we cut through. All right? Now, I went the other day and I spoke with one of my friends, and, and, and he has a way of putting things uh, together. And I just thought this was a, a really amazing quote that he told me in one of the sermons. And when we're talking about prayer, he says, Prayer is communicating with God. Complaining is holding conversation with the devil. You know, if people prayed like they complained, we can move the mountains, he said. And I thought that was really amazing. Now, God doesn't have a problem about you voicing your concerns or letting them know how you feel. He'll take you right where you are. But what my friend was talking about and what I want to share about today is so many times we just stay there. We continue to pull that scab off and over and over and over we start giving voice to that thing that's been holding us and keeping us hostage. But God wants to work through our lives. So, I want to go on to this. What priority do you put on prayer? I want you to think about that for a minute. What priority do you put on prayer? Is it the last resort or is it the first thing? When something comes up, how do we respond? You know, it shows a lot about our faith. And when we don't turn around and go to God with it, it demonstrates a lack of faith, a lack of trust in His Word. But you know what? We can pray and God will work in our lives because He wants to abundantly bless us and He is our hope in all situations. I'm going to give you a word anchor for that. If you get a chance, take a note on this. Ephesians 3.20. Look into that and look how God wants to be in control of your life and, and, and help you through the things. But we still have free will, but God wants you to trust Him so that He can bless you in every area of your life. So He can strengthen you, even in the tough times. Now, when I talk about God blessing you, I'm not talking about that you never have any trouble. I'm not talking about that money falling out of the sky. Although God has unlimited resources, the biggest blessing we have is this. 
knowing that our sins are forgiven in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that Christ will never leave us or forsake us, knowing that we always have a place to turn, and knowing that we have a Savior that is always there for us. To me, friends, that's a blessing, and that must be a priority. And when we talk to people, are we sharing our faith? Are we letting them know what, that we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that our, we have a priority and a relationship that we can talk and communicate with the Lord of Lords and the Prince of Peace? Amen? Now, I want to share a little something here. One of the comments I wrote down on my sheet that I want to share today is that prayer is powerful. Have you ever thought about that? So many people got cell phones and cell towers that just send out these amazing signals. But I want you to think about this. You have the direct connection to Christ. Now, if Verizon could get their mind around that, they'd really get one in the shin, wouldn't they? But I want to tell you, if you just think about this, unlimited minutes, no call waiting, no busy signals on his end, no problem with the coverage. Matter of fact, the Lord showed me this. If the coverage of the, on your coverage map of Jesus, it would be all red because his blood gives us total access. You ever go online and you think about, wow, I'm going to go on vacation. I wonder if I have good coverage there. And we look at the different little dots and maybe we have better coverage here or maybe not up in the mountains. Let me tell you, you have total access to the throne room through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Total access because Jesus poured out his blood that we can be reconciled to the Father. Amen? Let's move on a little bit. Prayer is intimate. Prayer is intimate. We need to invest in that. But so many times people never take the time to plug in. They never take the time to plug in. How can we know God and not have fellowship with Him? See, a lot of times we set the limits on what's going on in our life. If we would open our hearts to the things of God and make prayer essential, we would see some amazing things. I want you to listen to this statement, real cool statement here. Remember, prayer should not be seen as our means of getting God to do our will on earth, but rather as a means of getting God's will done on earth. I'm going to read that again. Prayer should not be seen as our means of getting God to do our will on earth, but rather as a means of getting God's will done on earth. Amen? It's about God working through you and I. It's about God having His way in our life so that people will be drawn to Him through you. Ultimately, it's Holy Spirit working and drawing them hearts closer and closer. But you know what? You may be the conduit. You might be the last link in the chain that God uses to come and have somebody share what's going on in their life. And you can share about the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, man, buddy, that's a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed. How do I deal with this? You know, you're talking about failure. Well, I'm going to give you another key that will help you move from that into the grace of God and, and just relax and take that yoke and give it to the Lord. Amen? All right. We need to recall God's promises. If you're taking notes, write that down. Recall God's promises. Recalling God's promises helps us to flow from worry to glory. I want you to hear that again. It helps us to flow from worry to glory. Many times we've got it backwards. We go from glory to worry. That's not God's plan. He wants us to flow with Him. He's made a way. Now you say, well, what else does that do for me when I recall God's promises? It helps us grow our faith. When we recall God's promises, it strengthens our spirit. I think about Christ's return, and I'm excited about that. 
I want to meet Jesus face to face. I think about as a young boy with my dad being in the military. And when he would go off for extended stay, he would tell us about, hey, when I get home, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And man, I tell you, the day before he would come back, I couldn't sleep. I was looking. I wouldn't even go play with my friends around the corner because I did not want to miss when my dad got home. Are we urgent about sharing Jesus? Are we urgently waiting for his return? I pray that through this message, God will take something to spur that in your spirit to know that, you know what? It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be 20 years from now. But are you ready? It's essential to be hooked up in prayer with God so we can be listening and following through. Recalling God's promises helps us grow our faith. It also does something else. It creates an atmosphere for the miraculous. You said, well, what do you mean by that? Recalling God's promises is like the catalyst to the miraculous. We just need to mix a little faith in and watch God be God. Many times I wake up and I recount the blessings of the day before or maybe things that the Lord has done in the past. And I go, God, you're just so much God. And that's what I mean is this, that I can, can only get my mind around it a little bit at a time. But through his word and through God speaking into my life and through his trust in him and seeing the faith grow, I can see God move the mountains in my life. Amen. He'll do the same for you. It's not about being qualified on our own. What qualifies each one of us is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are in right relationship because of what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. What else does it do? It strengthens our witness. When people see you going through a tough time, they go, my goodness, how in the world can they go through that tough time and still, you know, keep their chin up? That doesn't mean, friends, that we don't have a tough time. That doesn't mean that we um, don't hurt. Or that doesn't mean that, that other things don't matter. What it means is that we're not going through it alone. And I want you to hear that. If you're going through a situation today, you're not going through it alone alone if you have a personal relationship with Christ. And if you don't, you don't have to go through it alone because all you need to do is call on the name of Jesus. Well, as that works in our life and God continues to use us, people take notice of that. And the great thing about that is, is that gives God glory, not us. He gives our Heavenly Father glory. And that excites me because that gives me an opportunity to point others to Christ. I always want to take that time to give God the glory for what he's doing. If we're writing a new song and somebody says, man, that's really cool. I said, man, praise God. If we're working on something else and, and we see God do a, a mighty move, man, give God credit for that because he's the one that's working. But we get a front row seat many times to just be at the end of that where we see that rainbow of blessing that he's sharing in our life. Amen. So I want you to know that we need to recall the promises of God to strengthen our spirit, to go from worry to glory, to, to take our faith and put feet to it so the world can see. Amen? Well, I said the title of our message today was Press On, and I want to give you a few things what I mean when I say press on. What I mean by that is to lean into the voice of God. Serve the Lord with fervor and zeal. How do we do that, buddy? What, what do you suggest we do? When I'm talking about leaning in to the voice of God, I'm talking about what we just covered. Prayer. It's both ways. It's speaking and listening to God. And when God speaks and we hear that in our hearts, guess what? We need to be quick to be obedient to what God says. If it's from turning from something and turning back to God, if it's helping someone else in some other manner, whatever it is, we never come up short at doing what God says. And sometimes it doesn't look like we think it's going to look. 
But that's okay because he's got the bigger picture. That's why we talked about the, getting God's perspective on things. We need to press on with, with zeal and fervor. We want to run that race, just like Paul's talking about that race. We talked about the young boy that had a, a mishap on the diving in the Olympics and that sad situation. But you know what? God can take that right there and strengthen him and others through that. It's all about how we respond. And I pray that he comes back even stronger next time and able to do great things. Don't let those things define you. Press on to the goodness of God. Be focused on the task that God has given. See, a lot of times we get wrapped around what's going on in the world instead of what's going on in the Word. And I want to encourage you to lean into the Word of God so that when we hear the voice of God, we know what He wants to do. What is the last thing God told you to do? Have you done it? Have you completed that? God's not going to give you something to do that he won't see through. I want you to hear that. God's not going to give you something to do that you won't see through. Remember, the Lord still makes house calls. When he knocks at the door of your heart, open up and let him in. There's a fresh start waiting for you today. I don't know about you, but I'm always willing to get a fresh start. I love a fresh start. Because you know what? So many times... Even after years of walking with the Lord, I tend to hold on to some baggage. But you know what? Thank the Lord that we have other brothers and sisters in Christ that come alongside and say, you know what? Let's go ahead and apply the truth of God's word in our life and bust the shackles of the enemy. God is for you. We are for you. And I'll tell you what, there's opportunities to pray for one another each and every day. The last little point I wanted to share on this slide was this. Run this race with all you have and give all you got. Honor God with the life He has given you. Have you ever thought about that? Now, unfortunately, uh, over the last week, we've we've had to um, be a part of some passing of some great saints. And we've been to some different uh, viewings and funerals and things like that. And one of the things, when I'm asked to do a funeral, I start thinking about, wow, what legacy has this person left? If you think about that today, what legacy are you leaving for your children, for your brothers and sisters, for those at work? or for those that just live next door. Whatever it is, I pray that there's something in your life that's pointing them to Jesus. We could take it a step at a time. And step out in faith and leave the results to God because He is just that good to see you through. Amen? Now, when we said run this race with all we have, I want to go back to another little story that I saw while I was watching the Olympics, and I'm going to read a little bit uh, here for you. It says that there was a, a fellow by the name of Manny o. Mitchell, and has been hailed a, a hero after running with a broken leg for the last 200 meters as he helped his team into Olympic 4 400 relay final. This young man was running and heard something pop in his leg. And I don't know that much about all the anatomy, but when I started researching some things, it said it was his, his fibula, and I believe that's a small bone back behind your shin. But he was so focused, and he was so dedicated in running that race, he never let up. Did it hurt? Absolutely, he said. He said, if it was not for the crowd being so loud, they would have hear him crying out. And he ran and he ran, and he thought, well, maybe today, you know, prior to this, maybe I could do it in 44 seconds. He had no idea that his leg was broke, and he made it on through. And he, he continued to go through. He made it in 46.1 seconds, which is still amazing. And what I like when he tells the story, he talks about it was a relay race, and his friend was in front of him. His teammate was in front of him, reaching, rooting him on to bring that baton on. And I thought about 
us running the good race, given to fighting the good fight. And what is that baton that we're carrying? Is it the legacy of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we taking that and passing that baton on to the next generation? And sometimes we do hit some bumps, and sometimes we do feel a little wounded. But if we have the focus of that, of someone training so hard, right, and not being shook, shooken by pain or things of the world, not looking to the left, not looking to the right, looking into the eyes of Christ, I can tell you, friends, that God will see us through. I like what he said here. He said, I knew if I finished strong, we would still get in. As I saw Josh motioning me in for in for me to put my hand in his hand to give him the baton, I knew that we could do it. After all that, he was still focused on the finish. You say, buddy, man, I, I really haven't had a great start. Well, you know what? That doesn't have to define your finish. If you're here today, I want you to know that you know what? That baton of faith is being reached out to you. I want you to grab hold of it by faith and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know that no matter where you've been, how you started this race, that it's not over yet. And Jesus says, I love you and I died for you and I paid the price for you and I paid the sin debt in full. He came and lived a life that was sinless to cancel out the sin of the world. And he died a death like no other. But on the third day, he rose again. And now we are overcomers in Christ. Amen. We have the promise. That's why I say it's great to reflect on the promises. When you think you're having a rough day, put your rough day up against the backdrop of the cross and say, I know that I'm forgiven because Jesus Christ's blood was shed for me. I know that God will make a way because he is my provider. See, we need to start saying about ourselves what God says about ourselves. Amen. We don't need to think about what the world says. We need to look at what the Word of God says. You know, we may be looking at some things sometimes and just get overwhelmed, but I'm going to tell you what, when we look at it from God's perspective, everything can change. One act of grace can change everything. And I want us to know that God is for us. The last thing I've been saving for everybody as we get ready to bring this message to a close is the following verse. We read Philippians 3, 12. Now I'd like to read for you this right here. Philippians 3.13, and Paul says this, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it yet, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which, which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. You know, if you look at the life of Paul, and you study the life of Paul, he was a fellow that didn't start off real strong. In the eyes of Christ. Matter of fact, he was persecuting believers. And no doubt, that encounter with God changed everything. I pray today through this message that you'll encounter God through the Holy Spirit and through the word of his, his, his speaking today. Um, and I pray that today, if you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never made that decision, I pray that you press on in to what God has for you. Forgiveness, grace, mercy, reconciliation. And we do this just like this. It's just on your lips. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And he goes on to say that whosoever calls upon him in the name of the Lord will be saved. You say, buddy, most every broadcast you have, you say that. You know what? That is my plan always, to give people an opportunity to tune in and grab hold of the greatest gift ever, eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never done that, 
make sure today is the day that you call upon the name of the Lord. I want to encourage you to press on through the tough times. I want you to press in to what God has for you and have a great day and be blessed in all you do. Share the love of Christ in Jesus' name.